you and I learned this doing mm -hmm. student ministry together is we would have parents come to us and they would say, my son or daughter is having a really mm -hmm. hard time connecting in the youth group mm -hmm. or a children's ministry, whatever it be. And I just learned over time to ask one simple question. Hey, everybody, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Suzanne. And welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where our goal is to help you engage your faith outside of Sunday. So today we're joined by our friend, soon to be yours, Todd Lesher. Welcome, Todd. Todd is here. So Todd is an expert in all things next gen, which is baby through 12th grade. And so today we'd love to have a conversation about discipleship in the home and how parents can play a role in the spiritual journeys of their children. Todd, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Todd, tell us who you are. Can you introduce yourself? I'll, I'll try. Expert seems like a pretty no, weighty. No. We're going to hold that. No, we're good with it. How would you define it. yourself? Thank you for that. Uh, I love working with Next Gen. So mm -hmm. it's more passion uh, than expertise. Mm -hmm. I've kind of stumbled my way uh, in figuring it out. I've been doing it for a long time yep. as well. So I'm a Next Gen pastor at Forest Hill Church. I've uh, been there for 20 years, almost yeah. 20 years. Congratulations. I used to babysit. Suzanne's son. Yes. Yeah, you did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Abby Todd. When my wife and I were dating, mm -hmm. as we would date, uh, we would uh, babysit. Was that a date Graham. night? It was a date night. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really sweet. So, and he called yep. you Abby Todd. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's who we were for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I hung out with Graham just a couple weeks ago. Love it. But yeah, I've been doing some form of next-gen ministry for a long time, and I just, uh, you know, I know it's part of my calling and understanding of how God has wired me and God has made me, but just seeing the next generation make Jesus the pride of their lives is what I want to be about. Um, I'm married to my wife, Abby. We've been married for 18 years. we got three boys, mm -hmm. so we're in the midst of this next-gen thing, trying to be like the Martins mm. a little bit. i got a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Great. So, That's cool. Yeah. We are the Abby Lesher fan club. We yes, we are. We this podcast. Uh, Abby Lesher yeah. fan club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this podcast. <laughs> um, all right, Todd. So we've been talking with several of our guests about their own discipleship journeys mm -hmm. and the role that community has played in that. So even just a better way mm -hmm. for um, our listeners to get to know you a little bit better, can you share just a little bit about how you came to find and follow Jesus and who were the important people in your life? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had a real positive church experience growing up. I know that's not everybody's story, mm -hmm. but... My dad was a pastor until he died, and pastor, our church was always a really positive experience for me. Mm -hmm. And so I have an early conversion story, walking the aisle at my Baptist church. That's what's up. Yep, that's a big deal. Uh, but it wasn't until I was about 19 years old that grace made sense. Mm -hmm. you know, I thought very much my faith was dependent on performance, and that affected God's mood towards me. But then when I encountered the message of grace, that there's nothing you can do to make God love you more, nothing you can do to make God love you less, that was just so freeing. And then the people that God put in my path, definitely my parents to begin with, and then it was my young life leader, Alan Miller, mm -hmm. who my son is named after, that just was an example of like real life, blood and guts, following mm -hmm. Jesus. And then Robbie Fisher, who yes. many of the mm -hmm. NCC folks mm -hmm. know and mm -hmm. love, mm -hmm. uh, has been a mentor and a friend um, for my faith for That's a cool. long, long time. Awesome. Thanks mm -hmm. for sharing that. Really cool. All right. Well, let's dive into the next generation. Yep. So let's break up the next gen into three phases, okay. elementary, mm -hmm. middle, and high school. Yep. So what are some characteristics and markers of each of these phases? I like to view them in a couple <laughs> categories. These okay. are not exhaustive categories by any means, but they do help give some framework okay. to it. 
So elementary, I think elementary is good, but if we go back to preschool, I think preschool is an essential phase. Mm. Okay. Often disregarded because it's like, can't really talk. They're learning to walk. Uh, it's just, you just got to play or put them in front of the TV or your phone. And it's like, no, not mm. quite. If you can see, if you can see spiritual formation through brain development, yes. then a lot of what happens in the preschool phase is like brain formation. And I'm sure all your listeners know that you know brain formation goes and can extend past 25 years old. Mm. But that's like original construction. So cool. mm-hmm. it's like um, read, play, love is mm-hmm. kind of your kind of the components of effectively pouring into a mm-hmm. preschooler. And so when you get into the elementary age, cool. it's so much of discovery. It's like if if a preschooler is forming mm-hmm. their world through touch and ex- exploration, mm-hmm. now a elementary school kid is it's about discovery. It's like the wonder of life. And mm-hmm. I know uh, New City is familiar with that sort of language, mm-hmm. but that's how they make sense, right? Is they're engaging the senses. So let it be about all five senses, mm-hmm. not just cog- cognitive mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. cerebral mm-hmm. type of understanding. Then when you get into middle school, I love middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I'm is glad. one of my favorite I'm ages. Glad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the church loves middle school too. Mm-hmm. We just got to try to figure them out. Mm-hmm. But what's happening in the brain is yes. is the brain is being restructured. It's like they're going into the second phase of construction. Mm-hmm. And so you've got um, what takes place is pruning mm-hmm. and their identity is being formed. And that's like a huge stage of identity formation. And then when you get into high school, it's about purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Same. who am I based on the identity that's been established? And it doesn't get cemented. You know, college, mm-hmm. it, it happens in college as well. But so much of mm-hmm. high school phase is like, hey, who are you? And then how did God create you to be in the world? Hmm. Uh, so if you make it about faith, it's we become conduits of God's purpose in the world. It's like your specific wiring and your skills and abilities. I think God uses all that yeah. for his purposes mm-hmm. through you. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. You summed up <laughs> these phases very well. <laughs> sure, right, you could talk about that for like 30 minutes. You've talked about the brain, or just now, mm-hmm. but how does the development of the brain in each of these phases affect the way that kids and teenagers see God? Well, if you if, if you take how God created us to begin with, mm-hmm. it, back to kind of the, the, the five senses, kind of this experiential mm-hmm. life, I think God meant for us to take in Him and to Mm -hmm. understand and comprehend him Mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a learning for the church or for families in general. It's like I I was raised, as I mentioned, I have have a real positive upbringing with my family. Mm -hmm. But I remember those moments when my dad was like, hey, family devotions, let's sit down. And now my brother and I joke around. (laughs) We're like, you remember anything for those? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) nope, I don't remember a thing. Because they only really engaged one or two senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not that that doesn't minimize the importance mm-hmm. of it, because they did something mm-hmm. for us. Right. Is they made faith a priority in our family. Mm-hmm. And man, did mm-hmm. we fight tooth and nail <laughs> with like getting up early, yeah. sitting at the table, yeah. everything like that, that anything that we tried. I mean, parents. it's, it's, ad- I remember the first time we did Advent, and the mm-hmm. only thing the boys wanted to do was to blow the candles out. Who mm-hmm. got to light the candle and who got to blow the candle out? Like that. Yeah. Yep. That's the, the mm-hmm. that's the struggle that you have. But yet mm-hmm. there's a memory. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and there's a practice and mm-hmm. it's the beginning. Exactly. It mm-hmm. may not be the strongest thing because it wasn't like fully yeah. engaging for yeah. them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about the bigger picture. No, 100%. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And it, if that's you good. think about, so you have senses and then you have the component of brain development, which is yeah. plastic, plasticity that the brain can change and grow. That's and that's why I'm like, that's what's so powerful with what we know from the truth of scripture is that yeah. no one is too far gone. Anybody can change. Mm-hmm. A heart can change. Mm-hmm. A life can change regardless of the situa- situation, circumstances. And a lot of that has to do with the brain. Yeah. Um, and I know like mind, body connection here is a whole lot more science and yeah. uh, depth of conversation there. But that's, I think, what's happening. And so Parents, wherever you are and listening to this, wherever your kids are, they're not beyond grace, not mm-hmm. beyond the gospel of where they can be. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that is how our bodies were created and designed by God. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. really, that's really great. Well, let's move into really talking specifically about parenting and the mm-hmm. role that parents play. Um, how, port- how important is it for parents to take an active role in discipling their children? To so find is a scale Jesus? one to 10? One to like 10. Like how important? <laughs> Uh, 10. 10. <laughs> That's <laughs> or, it. Or Correct. 11. Or you could go to you 11. You could if you wanted to turn it up. You could turn it up to 11. Oh, what's that from? It's from yeah. a movie, right? It's like mm-hmm. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yep. <laughs> movie Podcast quotes. trivia. And they're like, oh, you saw Final Spinal Tap. And I was like, nah, no. not really. It's been mm-hmm. a long time. It's been like college. But anyways. I was like, what college, Todd? <laughs> Which was just a few years ago. <laughs> Todd's 41. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't include that. <laughs> That's cool. Sorry. My birthday's coming up too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. December twenty fifth. Yep. So what? the yeah. importance. I see, you know, it's yeah. important. It's important. <laughs> it's really important. All right. So you want an answer? Parent to on question. parents. <clears throat> yes. So, uh, not to bore you with the details of the research, but no, I think want. we all know. Mm-hmm. We know the reality of this mm-hmm. that there is not a greater influence in the life of yes. a child mm-hmm. than a parent, but that changes. Over the course of, you know this, Amen. as a parent. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a transition. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's not a specific time for the transition. Mm-hmm. But there is the, the age of your child when you are your child's hero. And your child wants to snuggle with you and wants to be mm-hmm. around you and loves playing with you. And then that changes. Mm-hmm. And they want to be with their friends. They want to be by themselves. And a lot of that goes into the identity yeah. formation yep. stage. Is them trying to figure out who they are. And that's detach, you know, it's like detach mm-hmm. from my parents. Mm-hmm. And it's like the most heartbreaking time mm-hmm. of a parent's life. It is so hard. Can painful. I just say it's yep. so yes, hard. The first okay? time, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay now. Yeah. But uh-huh. um, the first time it happened, I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, but yet it is so normal and natural. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that it is a normal, natural need mm-hmm. that they have, mm-hmm. and you can let them have some alone time, let them begin to be with their friends, it frees them up. Mm-hmm. so much yeah. to engage. Yep. And I think that's part of the beginning of them owning their own faith. 100%. Can, it can be yeah. where it begins mm-hmm. um, if, if, you're, if they have the space. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then the family becomes like the safe place to return. Yes. It's like you want to be that safe place that they'll come to because, you know, you, you look out in, ch- in a church service and you see families sitting together and it is it's adorable because you'll look out and you'll see a seventh grade student with their head rested on their uh-huh, dad's shoulder. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, they may not act like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, why are you all sweet at church? Well, because you're still mm-hmm. one of the most important people yeah. to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. They they do not know how to articulate it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to say, I love you very much, mm-hmm. but they are going to hug you. They are going to want to hold your hand, but that will start to change. Mm-hmm. 
Um, as a mom of teenage boys, mm-hmm. um, the thing that happens in our house, it's mm-hmm. called attack hugs mm-hmm. um, because they, I will be doing something and they come up and surprise me. So they need a hug, yep. but they don't want yeah. it it to. It has yeah. to be yeah. their terms yeah. and, and, and it has to be. It's, mm-hmm. We call them attack hugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yep. good. And it's yeah. a safe yeah. thing for them to engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we did student ministry for mm-hmm. a long time together. And yep. one of the like principles or philosophies that we lived by was that in this time you're talking about like kids need and teenagers need influential adults outside mm-hmm. of their parents. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the church I think kind of stands yeah. in that gap. Um, this is not a question we gave you ahead of time, but how does the church <laughs> stand in that gap um, during that time mm-hmm. that you're talking about here? Yeah. Is this, this principle, I'm sure Reggie Joyner has shared yeah. it at some point, but yeah. whatever the statistic is, they need, they need, Five or more, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. p- positive adult influences mm-hmm. in, li- in their lives. Yeah. Does it always mean Christian? No, but mm-hmm. that there is kind of this unified effort for the success of the child. It's like mm-hmm. looking into the future. So that's why teachers are so valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, thank you to all the teachers who listen to this mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. It's like you're so valuable in the future mm-hmm. of that child. And so if you, I love a Venn diagram. Yes, you do. If I were to get a tattoo, <laughs> it would be a Venn diagram. <laughs> That's actually real. Yes. Yes. But the kind of the overlapping circles of the church, the family, and the school, yeah, are are like the three most influential. If you put peers in that space as well, mm-hmm. but it five may seem like an intimidating number, but. You want another person, and that's yep. why the value of a youth pastor, a children's director, yep. you know, a volunteer mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. leads a small group, mm-hmm. our, a coach, mm-hmm. these type of people who are committed to the, the future success of the individual. That's good. Maybe we should have wheeled in a whiteboard for you. <laughs> oh, got a the whiteboard. And... Yeah, that would be my other arm whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> whiteboard tattoo. Okay. That's so okay. great. Uh, well, Todd, how can parents um, navigate difficult conversations and questions about faith that their kids and teenagers have? Yeah. Just know all the answers. Acknowledge the fact <laughs> yeah. that yeah. they're difficult. Yeah. Mm. But that doesn't make them unnecessary or it doesn't give you reason or excuse to avoid the conversation. Yeah. And so be proactive, be courageous, and be patient. Mm. I think that's it. It's like, you know, let's 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 address the sex talk. You know, like growing up, I, I grew up in a, a particular do- denomination that had some figureheads when it came to adolescent development. And it was like, go away for a weekend and play these tapes and they'll be good. And that was not the case because I fell asleep listening oh. to those tapes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My dad and I went skiing all day, so I'm exhausted. Oh, and you're so like, tired. Let's listen. Yeah, let's listen to these. I'm I'm gone. And so what you what I I don't know if you've heard of Axis before, but it's like it's it provides resources for parents. Mm. And one thing they talk about is the the one minute conversations a hundred times. And so when mm. you're in the car, when you're cool. making breakfast, when you're getting ready for bed. They come home from school with a question like, hey, I heard this or that, or hey, you're going to go to school and you're going to hear this. You're having 100 short conversations about the topic. Hmm. Parents, we want to be the expert on these topics. We may not actually be, we may not have a title, we may not have a degree, 
but you want to be the most trusted person Good. when it mm -hmm. comes to these uncomfortable topics. Mm -hmm. And I think being ready for those to happen mm -hmm. at any time of the day or night, mm -hmm. because quite frankly, yeah. they're gonna, the older they get, the later they're gonna, those conversations are gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And just being with your kids mm -hmm. at night is a, is a significant commitment, mm -hmm. right. but it's a really important time. Cause mm -hmm. I can't tell you the number of deep conversations we have had yeah. between 11 and 12 at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things is being a youth pastor is when a student comes to you and says something and they're going to say something squirrely mm -hmm. or they're going to ask a question and the thing was like, don't overreact, yep. you know, don't react, mm -hmm. you know, stay present, stay in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so that was always like important advice or, you know, just how to how to be a presence for them, a safe space is mm -hmm. like, don't overreact. Because they might say something, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're asking that. Yeah. Or I can't believe that you experienced that. Mm -hmm. And then also like... Um, I think sometimes middle schoolers, and middle schoolers and high schoolers can't see more than what's in front of them, mm -hmm. right? And so what they're in is like the biggest problem. Their anxiety is, you know, the end of the world. Yep. So they'll say something to you and you, in your brain, you're like, man, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. Or like, mm -hmm. that's not a big problem. Right, right. But it's like, how do you stay present? How are you a safe space to be like, yeah, this is a really big deal to you, mm -hmm. you know, and how am I going to be curious about where you are? Yeah. So I think those are always good principles mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to be, to be present. Yeah. Um, how do you, how would you answer your kids if they asked you something that you were like, oh, I don't know about? Would you be like, hey, I don't know. Let me go find that out. Yeah. I, yeah. It just, I, I have learned that teenagers, are smarter than I realize, yes. and they can sniff out authenticity mm -hmm. yep, and um, genuineness mm -hmm. pretty clearly. So I'd yeah. rather be honest with yeah, them, and mm -hmm. you know, just go and let's find out together, or I'll do good. some work. And it especially is really good when, <laughs> you know, with with my background and, and some of my education. It's like they'll come with theological questions. And I'm like, hmm, wish I had thought of that <laughs> when I was. Oh, well, that's mm -hmm. cool. Your age yeah. or just <laughs> yeah. in the past yeah. 40 years. <laughs> and so I'll have to be like, yeah, I have to go yeah. look that one up. Yep. And that, I think that strengthens the relationship. Absolutely. It's like, you've asked an awesome question. So I think Abby and I have kind of learned yeah, that when our kids bring up a question about anything, yep. we always, our first answer is, that's a great question. Mm, good. Mm -hmm. So that we can affirm just yeah. question asking is that yeah. we want to be the safest space for you mm. to come ask a question. You will never Amen. get in trouble mm -hmm. if yeah. you ask about blank mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's really yeah. good. That just reminded me just in our role as um, community directors, you know, we're recruiting leaders mm -hmm. um, just in the small group, mm -hmm. you know, in space. And we just, we want our leaders to know they don't have to know all the answers. Absolutely. Because people don't want to lead mm -hmm. if they're like, oh, I have to be experts. Like I have to study and I have to, you know, do this, this, this. It's like, you don't have to know all the answers no. to be able to lead a space. And that's, you know, that's what you're talking mm -hmm. about in the home. Um, but that can be an intimidating part of parenting and of leading mm -hmm. a discussion. It really is. It's like, I got to know the Bible front and back. But I think the, the being authentic, <laughs> being honest and building trust mm -hmm. with every question yeah. and mm -hmm. acknowledge, yeah. you know, the, and that starts with acknowledging the good mm -hmm. question. Yep. Like, that's a really good question. I need to think about it. I need to mm -hmm. like, let me come back to you. Like, mm -hmm. I think there's the honesty in that mm -hmm. builds yeah. more trust than trying to come up with something off the cuff right. yeah. and right. kids and adults mm -hmm. sniff it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I would say like, you know, um, my home is always a safe space for that. And so mm -hmm. now I talk to my parents all the time, mm -hmm. you know, and my mom and I talk on the phone several times a week, you know, and I think it's because they created that safe space. Mm -hmm. And so you can see the fruit now as mm -hmm. I'm an adult, my parents are older. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go to my parents and, mm -hmm. you know, just get their advice and their perspective. And so mm -hmm. it's a long game when you're sowing seeds now, you mm -hmm. know, and you can see the fruit when your kids are adults. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, okay, let's talk about community. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's important for kids and teenagers to be involved in community? It's important for everybody mm-hmm. to be in community. Mm-hmm. And that's something we've been talking about in this podcast. But in particular, like in light of brain development, mm-hmm. these phases, why is community important and how can parents help facilitate it? Yeah, we all know that we're the product of our environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a church community is an influential context. And I was just talking to a friend of mine that the church is actually the original content creators, is Mm. the reason the church will exist, not just because of Jesus' promise to maintain the life of the church, but it's because we meet every seven days. And so it Mm. is a reoccurring reminder of, you know, when we're, when we kind of, lose our way or, or kind of stray away, the church acts as an anchor that we come mm-hmm. back to. And when it comes to the function of community, there, God has wired us mm. to, we're created for community, mm. for mm-hmm. belonging, for yeah. inclusion, for to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Mm. And so I think when it comes to you know parents finding community within the church for themselves, that's really and that's what you all do yep. so well, um, but then for for their child, mm-hmm. and so you all, you all know this. We know this. We we are proponents of this. But that kids ministry, youth ministry, is not childcare. It's not babysitting. Yeah. It is right. actually discipleship mm-hmm. for your children. Mm-hmm. And though it looks different from phase to phase, mm-hmm. is the connection is what we're is what we're stressing is connection with one another, and then connection with Jesus as well, and what grows over time. What's so cool is to see is that those first graders mm-hmm. who have been in a small group are now in middle school, mm-hmm. and they've had this ongoing relationship mm-hmm. where they're connected to another I- adult of influence yep. and to their peers. And that's one of the greatest combinations, because yeah. when they enter back into the world, when they go back to school, when they go back to home in their neighborhood, hey, in six days, they're going to be back in your community. Mm-hmm. So I know post-pandemic church, yeah. Right, it's it's a hot topic, but it is important for us to be together. The mm-hmm. digital space matters, yep. right? We have opportunities and resources like this, but to be mm-hmm. in person with people mm-hmm. is that real life that mm-hmm. is shared with yeah. one another, or so formative to our faith. That's good. How can parents help facilitate that? So you and I learned this doing mm-hmm. student ministry together. Is we would have parents come to us and. They would say, my son or daughter is having a really hard time connecting in the youth group or a children's ministry, whatever it be. And I just learned over time to ask one simple question is to say, have you ever asked one of their kids in their small group over to your house to play? Mm-hmm. And it was like light bulbs would go off and be like, like, we haven't. Well, that's the nature of friendship. Is mm-hmm. The truth is the church can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Right? We want, you know, truthfully, we want the church to feed us. But at some point, we're going to have to take ownership for our faith as well. And that is so true, especially for high schoolers. Mm -hmm. It's like for Mm -hmm. them to keep their faith in college, they're going to have to learn how to do it themselves in high school. It gives them valuable tools, and then we can, you know, hold their hand as they make that transition. Mm -hmm. But those things that you can do is the church can only do so much in facilitating relationships. Mm. We have to take the initiative to do that as well. And Mm -hmm. so parents play a major role in facilitating that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I think we've, uh, our, we're, our family's experiencing that with mm-hmm. our oldest right now um, because he has gone to college, mm-hmm. found a church, and found community. Like mm-hmm. he's he's mm-hmm. gone to that place. And 
like we were talking a little while before we're, re- we're recording this before Christmas and he won't be home until he's done mm-hmm. Christmas at his church. Yeah. And then he'll come do Christmas yeah. with us at New City. Like mm-hmm. it's, so he's finding his own place now, mm-hmm. um, which is mm-hmm. in large part one because of you, Todd, mm-hmm. and the way you loved him and the way he in- interacted with Young Life. And mm-hmm. like there were multiple things and multiple people, mm-hmm. the yep. five people mm-hmm. that cared for him yeah. and loved him through toward who he is today yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and who he's still becoming. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, it's, I've seen this actually, like mm-hmm. l- we're living this out right now. That's and right. it's so cool to watch it take place and to see the, like it is truly the importance of the regular um, yep. relationship and com- mm-hmm. pursuing community on yeah. a regular basis. Because right. it's really easy mm-hmm. to stay home. It's really easy to not yeah. go to group. It's mm-hmm. really, and then we feel guilty because we haven't, and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's okay, but let it go because none of mm-hmm. us, nobody else really is holding, feels guilty that you didn't. Mm-hmm. We're sad you didn't come. Yeah. We want you there. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's the thing I would say is never be intimidated to re-engage community mm-hmm. yeah, where, really for your kids or for yourself. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, Todd, you talked about this just in the conversation about community, but that parents can model this by being mm-hmm. community themselves. Mm-hmm. So what are ways, um, other ways that parents can show their kids what it looks like to follow Jesus? So uh, the starting point is, you know, the, the, the maxim or the principle mm-hmm. of, you know, more is caught than taught. It's, I think that is age old parenting mm-hmm. reality is like what they see you do shows them what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not always what they hear you saying though. In some ways that models some mm-hmm. things as well. For me, um, one of my you know most core memories is seeing my dad in his, you know, busted old rocking chair, you know, this like <laughs> lazy boy that was the, you know, <laughs> it wasn't even a lazy boy. It's not comfortable uh, that I have it at my house now mm. and seeing him with a Bible in his lap, mm. most of the time I have him falling asleep praying, you know, it's like, that's a lesser, lesser trait is like, I can't pray long before <laughs> I, I fall, fall asleep. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> but that's what my dad modeled mm. is like, okay, this is what it looks like to know Jesus is to sit, mm. to be still, mm. to have your Bible open. And I hope my kids see that with me. And okay. so will you model faith mm-hmm. perfectly? By mm-hmm. all means, no. And you have permission not to be perfect. There's only one perfect person ever, and he saved us. Mm-hmm. But he has set us free so that we can follow him honestly. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's like, what do you want to see exemplified in your kids' lives? What character do you want to see formed in them? Model those things. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and do them over time. We wish, as parents, we, like, we are dying for it just to be a one-and-done sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But... This is the opportunity, the privilege, the gift that God has given us as parents is to make a long haul commitment. Amen. It is your most important job. Mm-hmm. And so in addition to that, for the for the the listeners who are married, love your spouse and serve them well. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what your kids need to see. Mm-hmm. Again, are you going to have a perfect marriage? No, but your kids do need to see what it looks like to treat someone else, mm-hmm. especially the most important person in your life. Mm-hmm. And so modeling that, I think when it comes to leading, you know, I know some of that conversation about like the man's responsibility, I think a man, a husband, a dad's responsibility when it comes to leading and serving. Mm-hmm. And that is their wife to their children, to their community, to their church. Mm-hmm. And that, that shows your kids. Mm-hmm. And th- they'll make a choice. Mm-hmm. They'll go... I saw my parents do this, and they're going to go, I'll choose this route or I'll choose this route, Mm -hmm. but that you were diligent to set an example 
for them to mm-hmm. see. It's, it's like, how do I change the tire of my car? I never saw anybody do it. So it's just trial and error or, or it's YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to YouTube an active faith. Mm. You got plenty of influencers, mm-hmm. right, who are going to go, mm-hmm. hey, this is how I read my Bible. This is how I take notes in my Bible. This yeah. is how I pray. But parents, you were the most tangible, yeah. real life, like you were saying about calling up your mom. Yeah. For most of the influencers out there, uh, our viewers can't call them yeah. and go, hey, tell me more. Yeah. Right. They can see parents. Right. You can call my mom. Anybody else? Yes, yeah. yes, anytime. Call Catherine. <laughs> well, Todd, as we wrap up, um, one final question. Uh, what encouragement or advice would you give to parents who are committed to discipling their children? Yeah. Prayer. Prayer mm-hmm. is... Amen. The most important thing that we can give our kids is praying for our kids. And I think every parent prays. It's like desperation, foxhole prayers. It's like, oh my oh my goodness, Lord, get my kid out of this situation. <laughs> or it's what Abby and I pray before bed a lot of nights. Jesus, we don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> this popped up. Yeah. This is happening. Yeah. This decision mm-hmm. needs to take place. And we're just desperate. Mm. And I think the Lord, Lord's Prayer models that, where mm-hmm. it's this surrender. You have these this first three verses is, we surrender our lives, mm-hmm. you know? Take yeah. up your cross and follow Him, and then dependency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what we need. We have relational issues, and then we need to resist temptation. Mm-hmm. And so prayer is it, Amen. you know? Mm-hmm. But then there's also the, the part of the... Um, I think when it comes to being involved in a church, it mm-hmm. is valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, Robbie, Robbie Fisher has, has always said mm-hmm. that we're not changed every time, mm-hmm. but we are changed over time. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just encourage you, like, especially at the end of year, at the beginning of a year, um, that you take a moment to go, hey, let's look, look in the rear view, mm-hmm. rear view mirror for a moment, just to go, how has God been faithful mm-hmm. to us? Mm-hmm. And then where is he taking us? Next, mm-hmm. you know, what disciplines do we need mm-hmm. to put um, in place? Uh, give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give yourself mm-hmm. grace as parents. And I think that's, oh my goodness, it's like when we finish the day and we're like, I give myself an F on parenting today. <laughs> I'm so grateful for the sunrise tomorrow because it's proof of God's mm-hmm. faithfulness and his grace and his mercy is new. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's try again. Good. tomorrow in that way. So well, and there's, there is so much hope yeah. in that because mm-hmm. it it is a long journey mm-hmm. and it is a long obedience in the same direction and it is mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm so grateful that yeah, it's over good. time mm-hmm. and that I'm not judged by mm-hmm. an individual One day. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just kidding. One final question. Um, right. Do you have any resources or tools that you would suggest for parents? I mean, the, the greatest tool is time. And there you go. as I mentioned yeah. earlier, uh, you have been given this gift. Mm. This this is your top priority. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say your faith, your marriage, your parenting, kind of in that order, are the things you invest in, the things that you cultivate. I am an amateur gardener. Uh, Lindsay knows this. That was uh, a great garden. <laughs> I, Abby has I, a great garden. <laughs> Hers is a vegetable flowers. garden. She does okay. Okay. My vegetable you garden. Okay. You got great cucumbers. It does grow some stuff. Uh, but if, if anything that I've learned, it's intentionality with the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, this year I let the weeds just get out mm-hmm. of control because of neglect. And that happens in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we're like, how did I get here? Well, it's because we neglected something. Mm-hmm. And so the intentionality of time. And the, as a practical takeaway, it's what my dad 
demonstrated with my brother and I mm-hmm. is he would take my brother and I out for breakfast every Friday, every other week. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to do with my kids. Once they get into middle school, it's like, hey, I'm going to do my best to be a guide. And so let's go out for breakfast once a month and just talk. It can be about anything. We'll talk about life. We'll talk about faith. We'll talk about friends. We'll talk about decisions, anything like that. So those are a couple mm-hmm. things. But then when it comes to if you have readers out there, I think anything by Dave Thomas or Sissy Goff, uh, they have written mm-hmm. extensively on age and stage, about emotions, and then milestones, mm-hmm. great resources, uh, Dr. Daniel Siegel writes about mm-hmm. the whole brain child, mm-hmm. which has been very insightful when it comes to what's happening up here mm. and how it uh, influences behavior. Yeah. And then the teenage brain by Dr. Francis Jensen awesome. is a great resource as okay. well. They're just understanding mm-hmm. the in inside workings of what's happening in your kids. That's awesome. It's very good. Oh yeah. And then there's Lisa this great Demer. church oh. called, you know, New City Church. <laughs> New City church. And <laughs> all the staff there are a great resource yes. as well. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They paid me for that. No, we did, we did not. Pay Todd. <laughs> <laughs> um also Lisa Demi- uh what, what's Demore. Demore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's written a couple great books about yeah, middle school. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular. Yep. Well, Todd, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank thanks you. For, time. for you, for your time and your friendship you. over the years. Uh, would you mind um, praying to close us? I'd be happy to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, mm-hmm. we thank you for your grace over our lives, for the gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior, for the incarnation to being fully mm-hmm. present to us um, in the midst of real life and time. And we know that you are present to us now through the presence of the Holy Spirit. So I pray that uh, those who listen to this, whether or not they're parents, just their commitment to follow you, uh, commitment to make their faith a priority, to be invested in community. Thank you for this church. And I pray that you would use New City uh, to bring heaven to earth uh, here in this community, in the lives of those who participate, in the lives of those who don't yet know you, and that they would find a joy and abundant life. Uh, through a relationship with Christ. It's your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Todd. And thank you all for listening. You can find this episode wherever you listen to podcasts.